buddy. What's that smell in the air? Yes, indeed. The Causeway Kings are back here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. Your friend Ben here on 1510 along with Adam Clancy. What's up, buddy? What's going on, pal? Good to see you, Muggs. Uh, a lot to talk about. A lot of uh, popping things in the hockey world, as Ugh. people would say. You know, losing some digits. It well, happens. But I'm uh, happy to be on here with you guys. Beauty. We're also here with Gordo. He is our uh, returning champion in the black corner. What's up, buddy? What's up, Big Ben? Boys, how we doing? Oh, we doing. We doing. Dream. We got uh, House of Dragons is off to a fiery start. And, uh, yeah, we got guys losing their fingers on the bench. And uh, <laughs> Bruins training camp coming up. I'm fired up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, rounding out this uh, quadrilateral of a square, it's Merrill Marshall returning to the fray. What's good, buddy? Oh, it's been cra- it's been crazy. Uh, a lot of shit going on personally. Uh, you know, my wife um, is in the hospital, and uh, but she's doing okay. Uh, we got a little preterm labor going on, trying to have the baby cook a little longer in there. But, um, you know, we're getting along. We're doing all right, you know. Overcame a tough championship loss and, uh, you know, ready for a new season. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. That's right. And uh, what a championship loss. <laughs> we love you, buddy. It's okay. There's always it's next okay. time. The Don't ice house fucks us again. Uh, playing some <laughs> other time, but. Uh, it was beautiful. Anyway. All um, right. Well, boys, it's been a wild one. And, uh, folks, thank you for bearing with us as we continuously take our on and off again little wee hiatus during the last peak of the off season here. We will be staying on it with you and for you throughout the regular season. So make sure you keep it tuned right here. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you can find our podcasts and find podcasts along like it. You can uh, continue to stay with the Causeway Kings. Let's jump right in. Gordo, you were talking about it. We got those camps coming up, and we've got some familiar faces, some new names, and some interesting storylines coming down the pipeway. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that today. The uh, the Bruins posted their rookie camp roster, so taking a breeze over that today. Um, I mean, not too much there that really excites me jumping off the page. Um you know, you got the LaSalle kid, uh, obviously, and then there's some talk that I don't know. I don't know if he's going to stay up with the big boy club or if he's going to go back to uh, the WHL with the uh, Vancouver Giants. Um, I have a feeling he might stick, even though he's a he's still a baby. Um, I think they might give him a little shot for a little bit. I read an article that Montgomery, Montgomery has him slot in the third line. I like are that. You, yeah. Are you drinking a beer? Maybe. <laughs> I just looked over and I just saw a bottle just fucking guzzling down Ben's throat. I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? It's yeah, been man. a long day and it's only Tuesday. It's five o'clock somewhere, buddy. That's well, right. I need to get a fucking beer. I feel left out right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to drink too well, with all the shit I've been going through. But no, go so that Lysel penciled in on the third line. I, I probably about two, two weeks, two and a half weeks ago, I saw. And I forget who posted the article, but there was, uh, you know, talk about potential line combinations for, you know, with Montgomery. And he had LaSalle penciled in on the third line. How do you feel about that? Because you were pretty strong about that earlier, a few weeks ago. I mean, from seeing the kid play in the, you know, the most recent World Juniors, I, I looked at him as one of the top players in the tournament. 
I think he's definitely his game. He's got a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of upside. Um, me personally, I mean, again, he's playing. In, I think it's the WHL, right, Gordo, for the Vancouver Vancouver Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, that's obviously great hockey at a junior level. I personally would like to see him go spend a year in the, like the Swedish Elite League that Austin Matthews played in and see how he does against grown men. Because in that junior league, yes, he had like 66 points or 64 points or something like that, but in 59 games. If he's putting up 164 points in 59, 60 games, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's put this guy right in the fucking lineup right now and see what he can do. I think he needs to really prove himself against bigger, stronger men because there weren't any, you know, Gordo-sized guys playing in the World Juniors that were roughing him up. You know, I want to see him against grown men that he's going to be playing against in his NHL career and see what he can do. Yeah. Agreed. I I think in this, you know, this new age NHL, though, like, it's not the NHL of 10 years ago. Like, you know, there's some guys that have come through that, you know, uh, on the smaller side, they look like babies and you, you know, plop them in there. I mean, at least at least through the the regular season. I mean, I can't imagine he's going to get a he's not going to play a, a full schedule or a full season with the bees, but I do see them giving him, you know, I don't, I don't know what the max is, but you know, eight, mm-hmm. 10 games, maybe to, to at, least yeah. get, at least get his feet wet a little bit. I mean, he had, you know, yeah, 62 points last year, not, you know, not as a 18 year old. Um, I think he had like 20 something points in the playoffs for the, uh, for the Giants. So, I mean, you, you know, he, the kid can skate, man. He's got the, he definitely has the feet to play at that level and he's a good playmaker and you know, he's, he, he plays with a little grit. So, um, and you know what? for some reason, the Bruins, you know, we talk about the drafts and all that stuff. They seem to do pretty well on the European side. You know, we've had some euros come through. Not all of them are, a, you know, um, a home run or a splash right away, but we've had some pretty good, you know, obviously the Czech connection and, um, we've had some pretty good Euros come through. So I, I like the kid. I'm hoping, and Goro, you, you would know this as, you know, a former player as myself. Like, I was one of those kids that if I was playing with kids that were better than me, my game went up a level. You know, so I'm, I'm maybe hoping that that kind of is LaSalle. Not that the kid's not a great player, but when he's on the ice with the likes of a, a Patrick Kane or a Patrick Line or an Austin Matthews, then I'd like to see where his game goes to. You know what I mean? Like, does that motivate him to go out and be a, a, a top NHL player? Or is he one of these kids that starstruck and curls up into his little shell and gets sent back to juniors? I Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see him doing, like, a similar track to, like, a David Pasternak. Pasternak, his rookie year, started in Providence, played, like, 25, 30 games, and then came up halfway through the season – I could see that maybe with uh, with injury and, um, you know, somebody gets hurt and they slide him in the third line and, and see what he's got. But I, I, I totally I totally agree with you, though. Uh, he definitely needs he definitely needs to experience pro hockey, experience the pace of pro hockey, the lifestyle. Um, you know, un- unless he 
unless he's like got 10 points in the first three exhibition games and you're like, holy shit, this guy is, you know, I, you know, you never know, but I, I would, I wouldn't bet on that. I would say, give him some time to marinate and maybe he spends the whole year. Maybe he comes up in the last 20 games or, you know, and you know, one thing I, I'm all bouncing all over the place, but Gordo that eight to 10 games, I think that's if he starts the season. Um, the breaks the, yeah. It's weird how the rules works, but yeah. it's something like that where he's right now that looks like they got him penciled to go back to junior. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with him having to go play pro hockey. I mean, the OHL is, you know, that's the breeding ground for, and it has been for a long time for any. Yeah. So, you know, and you've got, you know, Shane Wright's coming out of there this year and he's going right to Seattle. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I think the depth, you know, we, we have the depth up front anyways, like we've talked about in the past and, um, you know, just looking at the, again, looking at the, the camp roster of the rookies that they have coming in or the rookies and prospects, I should say. Um, I mean, he's certainly up there. Um, I don't know if, you know, you got Beecher. I don't know if he's, I, I just, I feel like he's kind of falling off the, he's falling off a cliff a little bit, you yeah. know, since the national team and, you know, Michigan, um, you know, he didn't really put up or produce big numbers and, but he was in the American league last year. Correct. Or I think he, I think after the season, he, he tied on with the P Bruins. Yeah. At the end of the season, he, he played a little bit. So yeah, he played nine games at five points, three goals to assist. So that's not bad, but I mean, at the same time, you're a first round pick. You, you, you know, you were a highly touted draft pick and prospect in college and he played, let's see. Michigan first year at Michigan, he had 16 points, then four points. I don't think it got much better from there. Yeah, no, um, yeah, it that was a high point. He was yeah. he was like 15th on his team in points this year, yeah. on a team that was loaded. Yeah, 16, 8, 5, and 15 are his points. The most points he's ever had in his career were 43 points for the U.S. national U18 team. Yep, so you know, he's Trent Frederick 2.0, I think. Oh, I mean, shots fired across the bow. Well, I agree. I mean, and the other thing that sucks too is that Lorai and Harrison, two other you know pseudo high, at least talked about prospects, are injured, so they're not even going to be participating. Which uh, I was, I was looking forward to seeing them. But um, it's funny. It's like the Bruins finally have a prospect. Holy shit! Somebody who's not going to be fucking you know playing. Uh, you know, you know, playing in God knows where because he can't catch on. Like, it's actually a good problem to have. The problem is, is that most teams have, you know, three or four of these guys at least. But, um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, going through that list today and, you know, even on the back end, I mean, there's not much there. I mean, you get the, you know, couple local guys. You get the Callahan kid, PC guy. Um, I think he's – uh I'm trying to think here. I mean, he was like a three, a three-year captain at Providence World yeah. Junior Team. Um, I think he was like a fifth rounder, Arizona, local boy, yeah. spray Latin. Um, so you know, I'm sure he'll get a little bit of a look. And, um, that uh, Fedor Gordiev, I believe his name is. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's a big boy. You know, I don't think his boots are great, but 
225. He'll fight. So that's what they need, man. They need somebody. They need someone that's going to go back there and be a tough guy. Former Toronto draft pick. Yeah. Skilled tough guy is what they need. They need Milan Lucic with just a little bit more hands. Yeah. Well, you got the. I've also, I I don't know if you guys saw, but I also read an article end of last week, middle end of last week, that the Bruins are uh, potentially looking to bring in Yandel on a PTO. Yes, please. But that part, but part of the, and you know, then it for, went further down when his agent came out and said, you know, he doesn't want a PTO. He wants a contract. Yeah. Dude, give him the minimum to, to have him come in and step in and be a leader on the back end. still pr- can produce. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I would consider last year in Philly an off year for him, but he also had nobody to play with. Yeah. They also need a guy who could shoot the puck from back there. They got nobody with a fucking, Howitzer to fucking shoot the puck back there. You know, he's a, he's a, in my eyes, he's a step up from a Grizzly. Yeah, he'd be a good, great locker room guy. Exactly. Yeah. He's a local guy. He's, he's a veteran of a thousand plus games. He's a great player and an, an all around awesome, awesome guy. But he'd be I mean, getting good matchups too. He, he, he won't be like, He'll get like preferred matchups. Like he could be like a power play specialist guy, you know, and um, play everything. He knows how to do it all. Yeah. It, you know, and he was part of it. He's part of a victim of some of the other guys in the league, like a Evan Rodriguez or an Antoine Roussel. All the, all the money is going to these young kids now. I don't know. I'm sure if you saw Heath, you saw my tweet, Jordan Cairo, fucking eight times eight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. like these contracts, all the money is going to these young kids who have like one or two seasons, you know, they're pretty good. And, um, you know, at their early 20s and these veterans who are like 30 years old, you know, late 20s, early 30s, um, they're getting squeezed out. Unfortunately, you got some guys who are still out there looking for looking for a contract, which is kind of a uh, kind of surprising. Yeah, I also read the Rangers. Football. Yeah. The, oh, the Rodriguez kid? Oh, yeah. uh, is it Tate? Oh, Tage Thompson? Tage Thompson. Yeah, I mean, he's, seven. But, dude, he's legit, though. He's going to be a legit player. But he didn't have, like, you know, he had a he had a pretty good season last year. But, I mean. Which was his, like, first full season in the league, really. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, that's a big contract for a first-year guy. Like Right. That could really blow up in Not your face. Not all of still. these are going to pan out. That's the thing. Like, I think, I think a lot, and this kind of leads into the Pasternak conversation. Like, if these, if Jordan Cairo in one season with seventy three points, twenty seven goals is worth eight times eight, I mean, the price for Pasternak is going to be through the roof because David Pasternak has had forty goal seasons. He's he's had a, he's won a rocket Richard. He would have had a fifty goal campaign if it wasn't for the pandemic. Like. The guy, he's got a proven track record. Like a lot of these kids, they're, you know, and, and Pasternak is obviously in his prime too. Um, so you're not just paying for past performance. You're paying for future performance. Like, I don't know. Like some of these kids, like, you know, we can all name guys who had like one breakout season and then they, uh, you know, they, that they was kinda, it. yeah, they kind of, you know, kind of nosedived. Like, I mean, there's always, you know, how did Michael Grabner or go down the list of guys who've had a big season? You know, Matt uh, Bolesky. Not yeah, Matt Bolesky. I was thinking of Matt. Um, what's his name? Oh my god, fuck! I I, ha- I just had it. CTE's kicking in. Um, 
Matt um, Jesus, played played no. for the Islanders. Played for the Islanders. Matt Molson. Molson. Bingo. Exactly. Like one big season, score a bunch of goals. You know, Brad Boys had a fucking almost a forty goal season. Like. I thought you were going to bring up uh, Ricky DiPietro. I almost oh, thought he God. was going to say that, too. I said, well, that's, that's exactly what's happening. Itself, These kids that's are getting it. paid like Rick DiPietro contracts. Have you league owners learned nothing? <laughs> I Well, that that actually, that contract popped up yesterday. I don't know if Chicklets maybe posted that. Like, yeah. they're still paying that kid. They're still that's paying, paying him. They're paying him through, like, 2027. Yeah, but like, 1. 1. 1.5 million a year. Unbelievable. Dude, that's hockey's version of Bobby Bonilla. I yeah. was just thinking the same thing. Wow. You know? Wow. Well, I but I mean, guy, you just wake up on the 1st of July every year and there's $1.5 million in your bank account. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Pasta's sitting around watching some of these younger guys getting paid and he's probably chomping at the bit now to be like, okay, like you pay me or I'm out. Time yep. to pay. There's Absolutely. People and that and will. here's another thing. Now that this is like the first real season, like now we're two years post COVID, like he's going to be watching the revenues and seeing what the cap is going to be coming in at next year. So I think that's another reason why he's not necessarily in a rush to sign the contract. I think he wants to see where the cap projections are looking or the revenue projections are looking like for the league. And, uh, you know, I thought 10 million, I mean, per year, average annual value, he might be, I mean, he might be 11. If he, if God forbid he hits the open market, I mean. That'd be scary. Oh, my God. Oh, teams would just be opening up their bank accounts to him. Yep. 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 Bad hit. They, the they literally would say, here is the routing number and account number. Transfer yourself as much money as you want. Basically, yeah. I mean, and he's the real deal. All these all these kids are getting paid on potential production. Like, like I said, the guy is a bona fide superstar, and there's not that many guys on the planet who at the NHL level can shoot the puck and score the puck like that and skate, you know, the way he can, as far especially in the straight line. So, like, I can't imagine the Bruins would be that stupid to not get this guy signed and not give him what he wants. I mean, it's probably going to be sooner than later. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I think Camp's honestly, if we get if we get towards the end of this, like they might it might go into the season, but if it gets to like New Year's and there's no contract, then I'm going to start worrying because then like, the trade deadline's not far off, and you know what, what I, I mean? don't understand is like I'm just looking at the cap friendly thing right now. How the hell can you pay Oscar Steen eight hundred thousand dollars? Like you cut a check for eight hundred thousand dollars. Gordo, Gordo could go throw on the gear right now and far, probably fucking tool on Steam. I'm ready, game ready. And drop the mitts too. Like I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, they're gonna. And by the way, you're also on there, uh, Clance. They're yep. gonna have to by the time the season starts move move some money out or put somebody on long term IR. Well, here's looking at it right now. Here's some guys that you can get rid of to free up cap space. Nick Foligno, $3.8 million. Right. See ya. No one's Craig Smith, $3.1 million. See you later. So right there, you just cleared up $6.9 million. Uh, Thomas Nosek, $1.75 million. See you later. Chris Wagner, love you to death, pal. You made my son's day by taking a picture with him. $1.3 million. See you later. Trent Frederick, $1 million. See you later. There it is. Clance just I can't believe the Bruins. they didn't use the... 
I can't believe they didn't use the buyout on Felino. Like what, what do they, what do they think a guy and believe me, nothing against him personally. Like he, the guy has been a, a great guy, had a great career, almost a thousand games. But what is a 34 year old power forward who's played in the league for over a decade? Is that going to get better? Like, is that going to, like, is that going to, is that going to magically improve? Right. Like, what does that add to exactly on this yeah, lineup? Again, people people forget he played the first 30 games or so on the power play. Like, like Cassidy just didn't bury him out of the shoot. I remember he was playing power play and you get you score two goals in 64 games. Like, I mean, dude, and he's playing on a top power play in the league. It's not like you say, well, he's playing for the freaking uh you know, Arizona Coyotes, you know, or the San Jose Sharks, just the dregs of the league. The guy's playing with legit all-stars and Hall of Famers. Like, what the fuck? You know, it, it's funny that you bring up Cassidy. Did anyone see DeBruff press conference after the captain's practice today? I heard about yeah. it, but I didn't like, see it. Dude, just be a man and admit that that is why you requested a trade, because you did yeah. not get along with Cassidy. Be a fucking man and admit it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and I get these guys are uh, uh, trained to, you know, work with the media and how to deflect things. But, you know, like, in that situation, he's gone. Like, just say, yeah, you know what? Like, we never see eye to eye. Things happen that behind closed doors that no one needs to know about. It's in the past. It's water under the bridge. I'm here and I'm ready to go to fuck shit up this year. I. I, I agree with you, but I'll just give you the not even devil's advocate from what I've heard um, in the throughout, like just, you know, just doing some little research is that the Bruins, after the whole Cassidy thing went down, they kind of have a reputation maybe throughout the league of some of their players being um, pseudo coach killers and, and being and whining and complaining. So I, I didn't think he wanted to put that out there. Because I think as a young player at 25 years old, that's not a reputation you want to sort of um, portray. Um, and especially like, you know, they, they got their new coach. I mean, so they better produce, you know, the, the excuse is over. They got the guy they wanted in there. And I, I didn't think he wanted to pile on and confirm what some people in the league had kind of felt like that some of these Bruins players are maybe a little, uh, a little uh, prima donnish for lack of a better term. Yeah, but what's going to happen when the, you know, when Montgomery steps in and starts rattling in his cage a little bit? Then what? Exactly. He's a lot more intense than Cassidy is. It's it's, it's obviously yeah. it's a thing with the kid and, you know, it, he just doesn't have the, you know, I I mean, I'm not a I don't dislike the the, the guy as a player, but I don't, you know, I think he just kind of like gave up and then, you know, hey, I want out of here and then knew that the coach was going to get probably canned and oh all right i'm back again um, I, i'm just surprised because his his dad was a tough son of a bitch and i, I just i don't know thought that maybe generation yeah i mean yeah. It, yeah i don't i don't think a lot of these guys could handle i, I mean, mean my dad's a tough motherfucker and i'm a little bitch yeah well i mean it's not <laughs> and you're saying. the toughest motherfucker that i know I mean, I'll just say this. I, there there were some other play, players in the locker room that weren't fans of Cassidy that were um, older players. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, the guy was a player coach, man. Like He I, was. They brought him in because Claude Julian was that guy, right? 
That's right. Oh, yeah, totally. It's funny how it's kind of what they want a fucking cup with with Julian. So you got to you, I mean, you have to be able to hold play like these guys are getting paid a lot of fucking money now. You have to be able to hold them accountable. That's like for some stuff. You know, I agree. You no, I agree. To try the old the old regime and the old hockey ways and all that stuff. And it's generational. Like, you know, I think most of those guys are removed from the game now. So, you know, it's it's definitely a more player friendly and the, the coaches kind of have to walk on eggshells a little bit, at least, you know, to some regard. But, you know, that's at the end of the day, like the players have to kind of totally you know, I pull the shit together and produce. Yeah, you got to be a pro, man. That's what you're doing. I, yeah, I know. It, you know, I think it was a cover my ass situation too when, when it comes to Sweeney because, I mean, he's just following the playbook that the Bruins have been doing forever. You know, shit gets a little squirrely, fire the coach. You know, I mean, they've had four GMs and, 7,000 head coaches in our lifetime. And there's a reason for that. It's always, it's always easy to, to fire the coach. And, you know, it's just crazy. The guy had 107 points and went to game seven. Like it wasn't like they got swept. They barely made the playoffs and got swept and they lost like seven of their last 10 and snuck into the playoffs. Then you say, all right, this is a, this is a mutiny. Like there's shit going on, but like, yeah, you got to hold these guys accountable. And I just, um, Oh, we'll see what happens in Vegas. Yeah, right. Exactly. That'll be a good litmus test. Uh, Diva. You got you got you got some you got some serious divas there. So if he can make it work there, then obviously that wasn't the issue and that wasn't the problem. So honestly, I'm very honestly, guys, I'm excited to see Phil the Thrill out in Vegas under the spotlights. I'm all about it. All about it, buddy. <laughs> I think I'm very I'm very curious to see Cassidy and Eichel together. That'll be interesting. Eichel's got a bit. I don't. I mean, I don't know Eichel from a hole in the wall. Obviously, he's a, a, a next, you know, next generation talent. I I've heard that he's got kind of an ego and thinks he's fucking better than anyone. But to that, they, we'll see. We say they pepper. got a serious problem in net, though. They got Lauren Brossard, Aiden Hill, and Logan Thompson are their goalies right now. Uh, I think I played against them in the PPHL last season. Uh, that probably beat you beat you in the fucking f level championship absolutely especially after uh Lance, you know the, the, the ice house causes the league to go a, go a second fucking week because they double book the fucking ice and we have to lose our uh, best defenseman because he has to go check out his venue for his wedding no sour grapes or anything no but, i couldn't tell whatsoever they 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 seemed as fucking ripe as possible <laughs> but yeah that it's going to be interesting. There, there is a lot of, um, there, there is a lot of moving parts in Vegas. They got a ton of talent. I forgot they, I forgot even they got Petro, Alec Martinez, and Shea Theodore on the back end. They just gotta, they just gotta find a fucking goaltender. They gotta find a goalie who could just play like league average. They're kind of like the Western Conference version of the Maple Leafs. Is, is I wouldn't Pat- mind sending Allmark, send Allmark there, free up that five million dollars a year, give it to Pasta. They have no cap space. Uh, is Patrick oh. still there? No. Patrick no, in Carolina and then he shit on Carolina. Vegas. And oh, then now, now he's out for six months because he tore his Achilles tendon training. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, he I mean, shit on uh he shit on Vegas too, saying that it was just it was too laid back and nobody was held accountable. And uh I, I was kind of surprised at those comments. Um well, they've had some good teams. So they're doing something right there. Yeah, I know, right? right. 
shit, they made it to the cup first year in the league. Yeah, you got well, you got Stone, Stone still around, uh, and now you got Eichel, you got Carlson, fill the thrill, baby. He's good for let's, let's, yeah, let's say 25 30 this year in Vegas. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. One other team that I've been taking note of, uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of worried now a little bit. Montreal has really beefed it up over the last two, three weeks. Yeah. And a new captain, too, in Suzuki. Yeah. 23, baby. 23. Are you surprised? Captain. They didn't what, name Gallagher the captain? Uh, uh, I'm a little surprised that they, yeah. they didn't name Gallagher the captain. I was looking at a stat line today. He's got a 209 games played, 143 points. He's a minus 49 for his career. Wow. And he's going to yeah. be the captain. So that was my bank account, my freshman year of college, minus 49. Still is my fucking bank account with three kids. And yeah. then you look at Bergeron's plus minus. He's he plus 254 for his career. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, I know, right? And that's just why. I'm a little like, I'm, you know, I don't really get that move, but I mean, a lot of the guys are talking, you know, and I don't know if they're just saying what they got to say, but um, I'm you know, sure that's it. It's kids definitely hit me. He's a good player, but, and they've, they've had some, some rough teams there for a minute, but I do think they're good. You know, they're in pretty good shape. I think, I think, I think Ottawa is going to be the, the team in the division. That's going to be watch out they're going to be a problem this year more so than normally i mean they've really been floundering but after uh, uh was it eugene melnick after he passed away a lot of people were saying when he was alive he was the one holding change back in the organization and yep. i mean look he passed away it's been what maybe a year two years and they're yeah, already going in even. a completely different direction yep. it was like six months ago and now all of a sudden they're like spending money they're like the mid 2000 senators with like heatley and spezza i'm like holy shit they just signed Stutzel to a long-term contract. Yeah, that, that was expected. But did anyone see the interview with him though? Like, what what a classy kid. Yeah, I saw about that. the contract, and it was first I don't know thing for it, but came out and said something about like the best part of this contract is knowing that like now my parents never parents have to never work, work again. again. Yeah, like, literally. That's just, that's just fucking awesome, man. First yeah, things first. I heard he's a little soft though too. What's that? I heard he's a little soft too. Oh, dude, you ever see? Uh, there's an interview, a post-game press conference with Gallagher from the playoffs last year, and just, he just went off, man. He just went off. He just, he wasn't holding back, talking about basically, like, he's already got a reputation of being a flopper around the league. Yeah. You know? But. And, and Gallagher just called him out one day after after a game and a press conference, and it, it was pretty comical. We'll have to find that and get it up on the Causeway Kings Instagram page. I think Montreal and Ottawa, and like the whole division as a whole, I, I think they're going to be much better than people realize. And, um, you know, I sent you guys that article. They have the Bruins as one of three teams that made the playoffs last year that um, yeah, that projected to miss or that they think might miss. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, you can, you can make a case for and against every team in the Atlantic. Like, you could say, okay, yeah, Toronto is going to take a huge step forward, and but their goaltending sucks. Like, if Toronto was like Tampa a few years ago, they missed the playoffs that one year. Would that surprise you? Because their goaltending, they're relying on Matt Murray, who never really did it. Even when he went to the cup, he always had another guy who was like a 1B. Like, you can make a case for every one of these teams making and missing the playoffs. Like, maybe except for Tampa. But, like, everybody else, like, 
you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a lock stock guarantee. And I think the other thing is like, these teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. It's, I think it's, it's going to be, be super awesome. competitive. Yeah, it's going to be I awesome. Think, I think there'd be some nice rival rivalry. Yeah, I can't even talk today. Rivalries, you say? <laughs> There'll be some nice rivalries this year. And chivalry and rivalries, dude. Hey, yeah. I bring I him that, to the rivalry. The Bobcat Goldthwait meme you sent me on Instagram, dude. That was fucking <laughs> That's me every day, bro. Oh. Dude, my, the CTE I, is real, man. My my brain is just doesn't function anymore. I it's hear you. Kind of sad, but uh, I hear you. You know, ten years of football for me, and how many years of hockey for you? Yeah, I I, I try to do things that will make my brain function at least halfway during the day. Um, but man, it's been a it's been a doozy as of late. So especially coming on, jumping on these, you know, a little late night for Gordo and my, yeah. my brain, my brain's just starting to shut down at this point. Right. For I the, for the record folks, for some strange reason, because all of us lead wild and crazy lives and careers and all kinds of BS in them and in between them. Uh, wait, we don't end up getting to record these things until what? Nine 30, nine 45, 10 o'clock at night. We're up here doing it any given night. So just know this is a labor of love here on the Causeway Kings. We do this because we love the game and we love bringing people the latest and the greatest in youth hockey, pro hockey, college hockey. If it's involving hockey, we want to talk about it. And that's why we're all here late nights or not, boys. And I do want to say thank you to everybody because I'm pretty sure we're all part of the 5 to 6 a.m. club. And uh, yeah, that time's coming up quick. Absolutely. Easy on using the term labor, by the way. I'm very sensitive to that at this point in my life. Sorry, Merrill. I didn't mean to trigger you. I'm so sorry. Well, I know when we start doing video, when we start getting in the studio and actually doing some live stuff here, I, we better get like a full-time makeup artist to come and like doll us up really fast. Right. I don't, Gordo, can't your wife just like lend us like those cameras, like those lights that you guys have there? Dude, what do we think I got rocking right now? I can't even, I have to put it on because I can't. You know, we've been, what am I, like six episodes deep already, and I can't still figure out how to do the background thing yet. I wish I wasn't on video because I'm seeing my my fucking turkey neck on camera. It's terrible. Oh, I've been on, I'm on day, what is it, what's the date say? 12th or 13th? 13th, 13th. yeah. I had, I got rid of the beard a little bit, and I went on a diet, so that's been like, the first week was fucking brutal. Uh, as you talk about going to die, and I had fucking cheesecake factory for dinner tonight. Way to go, Adam! <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I haven't even had dinner yet. Oh, I had. Speaking, uh, of, speaking of college hockey, you guys, Fenway baby. Yeah. Just, uh, we got. Yeah. Well, obviously, we got the the Winter Classic. We got the bees. Pittsburgh tried looking at tickets today. Good luck. Sold out. Have to take out a second mortgage on the house to afford those, but we've got uh, some nice college action going on. Uh, Northeastern versus UConn, and then uh, UMass versus BC. So, like two, I, two. Really I just saw um, Tyamonte transfer from BU to UConn. Nice. Really? Yeah. I like Ty. He's a good kid. Yeah. I wonder what Dad thinks of that. Hey. He's he's cut out of the will. No, no. He wants. He wants to go. He wants to play, man. He's got. 
You know, he was an assistant captain at BU. Yeah, but they've got a new coaching. You know, you know how it goes, man. Like, you know, college is a little different, but you know, there's not a huge lot of turnover like year after year with you know with the coaches. But BU's had a little bit of a run here, you know. So, no doubt uh, about it, they have. I'm so sure. maybe there was a conversation had there, and you know, he wants to go and go somewhere and play. I mean, a lot. I mean, the the portal's a portal thing now. It's just the kids are jumping all over the place and. I mean, honestly, I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah there's, there's so, no more year holdout now. Now you can just fucking you can be playing at Holy Cross one uh, one year, and then you could be playing for uh, Mercyhurst the next. Yeah, yeah, which is you know it's true. I, I honestly don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, no, I don't either. You know, no, not at all. To to keep guys trapped in a in a situation for four years. I mean, and then the, these are the these are your development years, right? Like if, you know, most of these division one guys, especially hockey East, you know, they're, they're getting, they're playing high level hockey junior, you know, going into college drafted. And those are your development years. So if you're stuck in a place and, you know, you're a a big recruit, but it's just for whatever reason, not working out like, Hey, you know, jump in the portal, see if somebody else has some interest and then, and then, you know, give it a whirl. So you only live once, baby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, no, I, I think we need to do a little. Uh, I I would like to try to attend at least the college games. Fuck for, yeah! Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they did announce one woman's. I think they're also going to do a woman's doubleheader at the college. I, be- I believe BC is playing. Yeah, I don't. They haven't announced anything really too much mm-hmm. there. And then. Uh, I saw some some peep, some peeps tweeting on uh, Twitter there. <clears throat> um, you know, Boston Pride, man, what the hell? Let's go. We need to start talking yeah. about that more, and we got to start working on figuring out how we can get those home games aired on WMEX. That's what we need to do. That'll get them that recognition that they're looking for on air. Because, boys, can you tell me what other radio station you know you can go to to listen to uh, Boston Pride? I I can't. No, because there know. isn't one. But, yeah, but that would there be. could be, folks. There could be. And Gordo, we gotta we gotta start figuring this out. We gotta see what we gotta do to make that happen because we could really be helping out there. And uh, I mean, we, we Causeway Kings is all about hockey for everyone, you know. And we could be doing our part to make sure that uh, women's hockey is furthered that much more. I know it's a special uh, spot in your heart as well as all of ours. We just want to yeah. see the game grow and everybody be paid to put their life on the line to play the game we all love. Well, they just, I, I saw today, I think they're going to start, I think their season's kicking off around uh, November, it looks like. So, um, and I, I know a couple of the teams had some venue changes, which I don't understand some of that stuff. And like, there's a Montreal team now. Yeah. So the, well, the yeah. team, the team, the team in Montreal just announced their captain and they also announced their, uh, their staff for the season. So, they're you know they're up and running and ready to rock and roll and the uh, Montreal Force, and then I believe the uh, <clears throat> the Metropolitan Riveters. I think they had to move locations again, which I don't get that. I don't know why these NHL teams are not. You know, it, it's getting definitely getting better, um, but you know, like why are these teams not playing out of their practice facilities? All of them, like it just doesn't 
doesn't really make sense. And I believe Connecticut had to move as well for the third year in a row. So I think they played, I think they did some stuff out of Danbury last year, but played maybe in Hartford. And I don't, I don't know where they're moving to this year, but there's a lot of really good players signing on in the league this year. So it should be some really good hockey, which I'm, I'm you know. Well, I mean, I've said it before on, on past episodes and stuff like that. I think what these NHL organizations should be doing should be adopting these women pro teams, putting them under their umbrella, under their salary cap, let them play their home games at TD Garden, let them get the exposure on TV, let them bring in revenue that you lost during COVID, like, and give these women the exposure they deserve. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you why, because it's, and I'm probably going to get canceled because I'm saying this right now, but it's, you know, it's, it's all about ticket sales, man, and money. It's just, the, that's what makes the world go round. So mm-hmm. I don't hate that the pride play at the warrior. Like, I think that's a great, you know, like the team in Minnesota, they play at the, the wilds practice facility. So, you know, and they, and they pack it, they do well. And same with the pride, the pride. So how come they don't give pride their own locker room at warrior? I don't know. That one's a little tricky. I think it's space, not big, space issues. I'm imagining. Yeah, it's not a big. It's not a big facility. I don't know. No, if, I know that. If you guys have ever been there, it's you know, there's a couple. There's like uh, you know, I see some youth teams playing in and out of there. Um, and obviously, the Bruins have their locker room there. But I think it was discussed at one point. But you know, I mean, they have a pre. I mean, they have a you know, they have a practice facility. Uh, they're over at Fair you know, for the time being. And, um, you know, they have a locker room, they've got their own space and all that to, you know, keep their stuff. And, you know, the, the salary caps increase quite a bit. And I think there's some, they're still trying to, I, I know some teams are kind of holding out signing some players just because of the kind of the salary cap and they're trying to figure out some of that stuff, but um, there certainly is some good. I mean, the pride signed, I, they've got like four or five national team players on their team right now signed. Yeah. So they've got some, they've got some legit players and, and the other teams too, around the league, like they've certainly upgraded from last year. And then you're seeing some of those lower tier players that were kind of like, you know, bottom end lineup players that weren't necessarily getting a crack, you know, and they're shifting to teams that need the help. So, you know, the, the league is certainly strengthening across the board and, you know, I like, I like that they have a couple teams up in Canada. You get Toronto, and now you got Montreal. Um, and then I think you know, as it expands from there, I think the NHL does definitely needs to give it a, a, a different look. Um, you know, is is money going to solve everything for that league? Um, you know, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's like everything else, man. You gotta like, you gotta put butts in the seats. So I don't just knowing the Jacobs family since I was a kid and you guys have all gone to TD and the old Boston garden fleet center. They're one of the cheapest families on planet earth, man, that they don't pay anything. So I can't imagine that guy wanting to let them play not out of anything, you know, I think they should at least give them a game there. You you know how the conversation went, Cordo, he said, Hey, uh, Mr. Jacobs, can we uh, let them use the facility? Well, sure. I, I suppose we could let them do that for, oh, I don't know, four or five million a year. 
Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jacobs, they don't have that kind of budget. Oh, well, then I guess they don't have that kind of ice either. Yeah. Just so, like that. That's how I imagine that went. But yeah. Even, I think, like, let them try, like, give them, like, you said, like you said, go to a game. Or even give them, like, half a dozen games and see how it does. Or try it for a year and see how it does. Listen, $100,000 is better than $0. Whatever yeah. they bring in, money's money. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, I agree with that. I don't think that like, they're doing pretty, like, you know, since they've kind of changed over the, like, the, the you know the the front office stuff for the league um you know the the people that they have in place doing that stuff they're bringing in like they're bringing in money so you know the the year i coached i mean it was pretty like who the hell knows what what it's going to look like the year after and you know now it's been this will be season three that i've been removed um you know from the bench and it's you know the the salary caps grown you know, substantially, like, you know, there's some players that are making a pretty good wage, um, you know, then there are some players that aren't, but I think the Bruins should try to do like a, like a double header type thing where it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, the Boston pride is going to play, you know, whatever Toronto or Montreal. That's um, going to be a three thirty start on a Saturday, you know, if you have tickets for the Bruins game, come on in, you know, I mean, they're going to make money off of concessions and all that. And then, you know, people, come try, in. people trying to get in early for the real game, basically. Yeah, man. And come in, come in, catch a, catch a good woman's game. And then, you know, stick around and, you know, then the Bruins play. Like, I don't, I don't see why that couldn't happen. That's a great um, idea. Um, you know, and then even the Fenway thing, like, I don't even know why that's not even to being discussed really. So it's weird that people on, you know, Twitter have to bring shit up to get like anybody to kind of like move the needle on stuff. It's pretty bizarre. I can't stand that society won't work unless Twitter or the internet influences it somehow. That's it's maddening. But then again, where did people used to go for this? They would just read someone's editorial on a paper somewhere. So, I mean, same yeah. thing essentially throughout time in history just wild that we still haven't figured out how to be able to civilized you know is civilized way have conversations like this and get these things done it's just too much greed you know there's not enough money to be made so therefore no one's interested in doing it yeah well i mean they definitely have a i mean they're they they've proven it you know that people want to watch it so i mean when i twitch when they went they did that the the agreement with twitch that year that I coached, you know, it was pretty up in the air. Like if anybody was going to watch and the viewership was unbelievable. So, you know, and then that grew into a little bit of a TV deal and now they're doing something else this year. So, you know, I, I think that's going to continue to improve. And I think they're doing it the smart way. I think the league's doing it the right way, you know, um, without the help of the NHL. So I think as long as you still have that kind of rift between both sides, the, PWHA or whatever the hell it is and uh, the PHF I think you're always going to have this NHL is just like yep him we're not going to get in the middle and we're just going to sit back and you know if this side figures it out first great or if this side figures it out first great but we're not going to interject and um, you know which is sad because it's almost like it's like holding it all up but can I, uh, can I just make a quick uh, observational comment here 
the most annoying thing about this whole process for me as a generic fan just of the game in general I absolutely can't stand that they ruined NWHL so bad that now nobody uses it and now we're all forced to try to remember letters that make no sense that is the single most annoying part of this whole process yeah I was actually when they first announced that they were changing the name and I was like, I really kind of liked it. Like I, I it's the I NHL mean, and the NWHL. It makes yeah, sense. It just made total sense. And, you know, yeah. not, not, not knocking what it is now, but right. But uh, man, that does not roll off the tongue and it no. does not stick in the memory bank very easily either. No, I, I mean, obviously I think they wanted to try to kind of, because there was a lot of bumps in the road in the beginning. So I think they wanted to try to just be like, let's just start from scratch and, you know, rebuild this thing and do it the right way. And, you know, not that Danny didn't do it the right way, but um, she certainly tried. Um, you know, there's just, it's a lot of moving parts, man. And it's, it's tough to get a business off the ground, you know? True so, that. No, true that. Yeah. You know, all respect and credit where it's due, certainly. Um, Speaking of uh, um, moving parts. Anyone see the coach's finger moving off of his hand? Oh, my God. I, I saw Clint Malarchuk get his neck slit, and that wasn't a fraction of as nearly as gory and Holy awful as what i seen today, gentlemen. Shit, was that just <laughs> horrifying. I, I showed it to my wife, and she's like, How? And I'm telling you right now, and this is one of the reasons why, like, I obviously I have my wedding band from when I got married, but this is one of the reasons why I wear a rubber wedding ring. And that is exactly what happened. His, he had his hands on the glass and he went to get down and his metal wedding band got stuck yeah. and it ripped. ripped his finger right off. Oh my God. And, and the you fact can that you can see, see the finger flip like a football, like, yeah. it was just, I was, I just can't. I... Horrifying. Can I <laughs> can almost hear the the Mario sound effect. It was just so bizarre and awful at the same time. It's like my first marriage. Jesus, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Good night, oh. folks. Good night. <laughs> well, folks, this has been a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. Tip your server on the way out. And don't forget to say hi to Merrill Marshall. He's... Oh, man. Like, yeah. You know, man. He's a good Merrill man. That's what he is. Yeah, oh, and that was, at like a, that was at like a youth game, too. Like, probably like a U14 or something like that. Right. And it happened. And the guy must have said, like, I, my, I just lost my finger. Because you see the coach standing on the bench, he's like, "What the hell what? just happened?" And all the kids turn around. He's just like gla- gradually walking back down the bench. Obviously, he's holding his hand, but he's like, it's just all right. All right. Just, I'm gonna watch this live right now because I actually didn't watch it. When oh, you guys... live reaction! Turn it up. Here we go. Hold on, hold on. Before you do it, share it so we can all watch it together, and then we all do our reaction. Oh, I don't even know if he can. Let's see. You don't know how to fucking share a screen. I'm I'm I was doing it I was doing it off Facebook because I don't have it on my work computer. Uh, uh, all right, we'll just go ahead and watch it and we'll uh we'll deal. We're, all right, this, so uh, why is my why is my freaking phone being stupid? This is this is great for the podcast. My God, it, it's truly, folks. The the footage is horrifying. <laughs> it's on wheel. It's on wheelhouse. 
hockey. Um, but I'm again my freaking. Uh, we're standing by live waiting for Marshall's live reaction yeah. oh. <laughs> to watching this coach lose a fingy. No, not to a skate. No, not to a bug. To the boards. Ugh. Now, that's why we pay for the good plexiglass, all right? That's $1,000 per pane for a reason, folks. That glass does not give a fuck about you, your finger, your feelings, or anything around it. As this coach found out. All right, let me see. All right, so, so Matt Murley has it. So let me see. I'm watching this right now. And uh, let's see. Looks like a car crash. Doesn't show it. Can't see it. It's weird. Plants are on mute. It goes quick. I mean, you don't even really hear him yell or anything. It's not, it's not letting me. It's. I can't see down. Like it's on live barn, so that's why the quality kind of sucks. But. I don't know, man. The video I saw was pretty clear as day. It was looking right into the penalty box, and you saw the yep. dude hop up, saw the dude hop down, and then something worm-esque went right to the ground. And it was yeah. horrifying, and it made me want to cry. Yeah, you got to look at it like, basic right where the top of the glass is, Meryl. Like, you'll yeah. wait where the glass meets, you'll, and you'll just see the finger. Boop, move. <laughs> I believe what you're looking for is... Exactly. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get it up on the internet right now. So I can share the screen. We can all watch it together. Oh shit. There oh, it is. Oh my god. Dude. Oh my god. Good night, and folks. I found it. Oh. Dude, it looks like someone dropped a mozzarella stick. Oh my god. Looks like it's someone just, lost some elbow macaroni, man. man. Dude, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> now, oh. uh, now, guys, I'm no doctor, okay, but the finger bone's connected to the hand bone, and that Dude. bone isn't supposed to separate like that. That is crazy, and you can tell that's the fucking guy's ring finger, too. You can tell it took the dude only a couple of seconds for a shock to, to set in and be like, uh-oh, uh-oh. I, have a, I have a problem. <laughs> Dude, hopefully no. they can reattach that nah, shit. Nah, dude, that oh thing's gone, God. bro. That thing's do you, gone. Do you think he did it on purpose because he hates being married and couldn't get the wedding man off? <laughs> Class, dude. Jesus. He, he didn't eat saying. a lot of fr- his, his hands, his fingers swelled up from eating too many french fries. The sodium kicked in. Holy shit. I, I had to look for I was like, oh, my God. Dude, that is disturbing. That was the best live reaction we've ever had on this show. I mean, it's it's horrific. It's like I can't even fucking describe it. I mean, <laughs> please gotta, try. Gotta love the internet, baby. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I feel like every day now, it's you know, like you you hop on Instagram, which is my I I would say out of all the platforms that I use, you're a pro. Inst- well, I'm not a pro, but Instagram is. I don't know Twitter is just like a cesspool of complete like. There's there's just some whack wacky shit on that platform and just all the nonsense and political shit. Like no thanks. Like I like Instagram. There's pictures and videos. So you just fucking scroll. That's right. Pictures, videos, and puppies. There's some great I mean, there's so many great, you know, hockey 
Instagram pages that just post like, you know, whether it's crazy fucking men's league shit to guys getting their wedding finger chopped off to oh my. <laughs> it's awesome. dude. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I don't know what people did 20 years ago. I just watched it again. And it's <laughs> like wild, man. I guess this is fucking I crazy. Just, I, once you know what it is that like I watched, I'm looking for it and I saw it. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, I can see that happening to me. No bullshit. We've got a paper done. A paper done. Seriously. So actually, if you go on uh, the Ring Strength Instagram page, they have the video up, but it's a little bit longer than the one you just watched, Meryl. They actually show, like, the finger coming off and the coach walking down the bench. And then he's, like, turning around. He's, like, pointing to the other coach. And like, the other guy like, goes over and is, like, looking for the finger. Oh, my God. Oh. I will Man. say, what the hell was the guy doing? Like, what was he fucking doing? Um, he was going over to like yell at a, like something about a penalty or something like that. Well, I mean, yeah, that. I mean, I guess the one thing is, friend that night ain't getting no shocker. <laughs> I've never seen the hockey gods actually take a finger back. <laughs> that's a new one. That's gonna. That's gonna be a. I, <laughs> it's not a hockey skate that did it, right? Right. A, no, it it's the glass, man. Like so crazy. Ugh. Oh, that Jesus. Makes I me mean, think of all the times I've ever seen the in between boards and the corners and all the little rinks I've ever been at. I'm like, God, that is years of mildew and fucking all kinds of other bleh, oh, all yeah. up in that shit right there. Rub it in, Morty. Rub it in. Well, at least it's cold. Oh, stay <laughs> on ice. Yeah, yeah, until you realize that, it was that. on the floor where they all spit now, and shit. The yeah. real question is, is he a dedicated coach and stay to finish the game? I don't know. Did he have duct tape on hand? No chance. I would have. I would have duct taped that shit shut. I'd be like, hey, the damage is done, man. All we can do now is uh, hope I don't fall to shock. I would have been I would have been out of there. See ya. Dude, you, you see the, the coach next to him reaction. He's like, wait, what? And then he's like, holy shit. Yeah, man. It was like, fucking crazy. Dude, I can only imagine the fucking blood. Oh, my God. Well, dude. it depends. If he if he ripped it clean and just took the socket right out of the, fan, the hand there, I mean, it might not have been that bad blood-wise if he did it. You, I don't know. I'm talking horrible things here, but... I mean, I don't, I don't know. All I can tell you is that is not the kind of wound you want to walk into the hospital with. It's fucking like, Adam's family. So, hockey. how do you fix this? Yeah, right. Well, they'll sew it back on. It'll be fine. I love It'll your, I love your faith to a, a, a pair of stitches and a suture. That's good, good shit right there, dude. That, that is, that is wild. That, that, yeah. that is <laughs> on that on that happy and scarring and jarring notes. Let's move to our final thoughts as we continue on. As it's now ten twenty one Eastern Standard Time here on a Tuesday evening. File that under if you once you you think you fucking seen it all and you see something like that. Holy shit! Mary, Sorry, I can only file that under fucked up, which I plan on because that shit was fucked up. Yeah. Oh, there's fucked up, and then there's that. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. All right, final thoughts on this one. Meryl, let's start with you. You're just bursting at the scene with thoughts, and uh, I know you need to get them out, so go ahead, buddy. No, I, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I'm excited. The uh, the regular season's a little over a month away. Training camp starts, and I believe uh, 10 days or, or maybe less. Um, they're already having captain's practices, so 
we're going to get it rolling. Um, just want to give, like I said, a quick shout out to my wife, Katie, who is a true uh, rock star. Um, make a long story short. Um, last Wednesday, we were uh, just planning our last ultrasound before, um, you know, our, our, we moved into the last phase of our pregnancy at, at 24 weeks, now 25 weeks. And uh, the uh, doctor determined uh, while I was trying to figure out how to get to Logan to go on my bachelor party to Vegas that uh, she didn't have a really any cervix left and that the baby could come at any point. So, um, and obviously that, you know, 24 weeks is way too early. So off to the hospital we go. She's with the great people of um, South, uh, South Shore Hospital in uh, Weymouth. And uh, she's doing great. Um, you know, it's just, uh, they're just monitoring her very closely. Um, you know, and, and we just got to, baby's got to stay in the belly, got to stay cooking for, for another four weeks minimum, hopefully eight. And uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty well shocked to the system, but uh, we're managing, we're, we're managing the best we can. So, uh, you know, shout out to my wife, uh, Kathleen Marshall, or still technically Kathleen Reedy right now, but we won't, you know, just a paperwork thing, just a paperwork thing. But uh, <laughs> wait, 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 hold, hold up. Saying that no, it really is. You guys thing. already had a wedding. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. It's just one of those. Did you things forget where... to get a license to get married? <laughs> no, no, there's a license. It's just, you know, not filed. Person. Oh, <laughs> anyway. But anyways. Yeah, All right, fi- <laughs> final thoughts, Meryl. Thank you very much, buddy. That was solid. All right. Clance, you're up, buddy. I'm, to, I'm next to bed. Gordo, you're on deck. Uh, no, I'm excited for the upcoming season. Um, you know, obviously, Meryl, where the Clancy's are, are praying for you and Katie. Um, but obviously, you know, we know things are going to come out on the positive end and you're going to have a beautiful baby girl before you know it. And uh, you're going to be a great dad. So we uh, we are Marshall. Let's get that on a T-shirt. We yeah. are Marshall. We are I like Marshall. It. I like Let's it. Go. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited. And I, I think, gentlemen, are we doing our first in-person recording next week? My I'm hoping. God, I hope so. It's going to be interesting. But yes, we're going to try. We're going to do it. No, there ain't no fucking trying. We're fucking doing it. We're going to drive them all the way to Washington. Better get a haircut pronto. Yeah, right. I already trimmed uh, my beard, too. so you guys are you guys are all set. Don't worry. No, I, we got a lot of great things coming up. Um, I just want to give a shout out to my godson, Brendan James Grilly, who turns 11 tomorrow. Hey. Uh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, nice. buddy. Uncle Adam loves you. And... Uh, Looking forward to seeing you this weekend. There you go. Awesome. On deck. Gordo at the plate. Boys, always a pleasure. Merrill, thoughts and prayers, buddy. We're Did with, you, uh, you know, you know if you need anything, my man, freaking reach out. Thank you, man. Reach out anytime. We uh, we love you, brother. So, Thank you, man. But, um, yeah, man, it's I'm, I'm fired up for Bruins hockey. I got... You know, most of my guys from the summer all kicking off their seasons, junior hockey. So it's been fun watching some of the highlight clips already and guys making teams and, you know, some other guys still kicking around waiting to go play pro hockey. So we're getting there, man. It's it's time. So we're, ho- hopefully the, what's that? You need to fucking get where is our shout out from Brownie? Yeah, Brownie hasn't even sent a, a thank you note yet. Lo and behold, 20 bucks. The guy's in France. I don't give a fuck. I don't care yeah. what currency they use. He can still send it. 
I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to our friend and <laughs> no. he still owes us a, uh, no video, uh, no Jersey. Yeah. He ain't not getting the Jersey. Speaking of jerseys, we put that up on our, on our Twitter. We threw it around a couple. I don't know how we come to a final determination of what Jersey we're going to actually get here. I think so. I think we decided on the bar design. All right. I, well. I think we decided on the bar design. So I'm going to get that over to, uh, for barrel hockey this week and get, oh. and get that going. Yeah, we'll get awesome. uh, we'll get a link. I think we should get a link, man. Do a little uh, a little giveaway thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, but pump for my jersey, Yager sixty eight. Um, hopefully, the Bruins figure out their shit here pretty quick. I hope the uh, Anaheim Ducks just get it over and done and just sign Patrick Kane already for Christ's sakes. And um, House of Dragons, boys. No, it's unreal. <laughs> It's unreal. Right. You guys are you guys are missing the boat. Like hockey, like you know, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, all day, all night long, baby, Cobra Kai. No, this is this is a uh, I don't know. It, Game of Thrones crushed my soul when it was over. So it's good. It's good. We get the dragons back. We get some wild shit. People are killing each other all over the place already. So I'm you know I think that's a good lead up into NHL season and. Um, but killing killing people dragons and death killing people dude have you, have you please tell me you've watched game of thrones no and i, I uh, have yeah you, you happen to actually be talking to two of the only human beings left on this planet meryl did you watch game of thrones um, game of thrones it sounds like something i do in the morning before work gordo you are talking to the last three <laughs> human on beings throne. on this earth who did not watch a single episode I, know, I don't even know how i know the three of you guys my you know what <laughs> He's like, well, how did I get roped into these idiots' this show? This doesn't make sense. You know what's bad is, like, I haven't watched it, but my 64-year-old father has watched it. Nice. Yeah. Come on. He's got time to watch it. That's Jump. why. Jump on HBO. Get on, like, the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones just to get, like, familiarized with yourself. And then jump right into House of Dragons, baby. It's good, man. I'm telling you guys. It's got fucking dragons. It's got some death. It's got all. It's fucking crazy, man. It's got the whole nutritional pyramid, man. Everything you need. Yeah, you need. You need a little release on a Sunday night, man, to just like, you know, fucking work and hockey and babies and let's watch some fucking dragons. Oh, actually, speaking of, uh, I want. I got to give one more shout out to um, my oldest son, Jack Francis Clancy, heading off to his. Uh, First day of, of school tomorrow. Whoa! Yeah, he had, he had, orient, he had orientation on today, which was uh, which was good. He's got um like four or five of his best little buddies in his class, and he's got his favorite teacher, so he's excited. But uh, I know he's gonna do awesome. He's a great, bright little boy, and um, the future is very bright for that kid. So love you, buddy. Awesome. You're gonna do great tomorrow. Hey, for the little keep guy. off the old block and take after dad. That's for sure. Yeah. No, well, fuck that man. Take that to mom. <laughs> So I say, uh, maybe take a look at mom for a good example on that one. He'll come back yeah. to dad when he's ready. Don't worry. No, we'll be taking over unders on who he's going to punch first in the first week of school. No, <laughs> man. No, you know what's going to He's going to come back and I be get... like, dad, I broke my wrist. You're going to be like, how the hell did you do that? He goes, I smacked some kid for talking smack. No, yeah. man. I'm telling you right now, my <laughs> my second born, my, my, my middle guy, Max, man, he's the – He's, he's got to hope to – he better hope to fucking God, man, his uncle becomes a principal of Ranger High by the time he's in high school because he's either going to be like 
a president CEO of a major corporation making millions of dollars a year, he's going to be an inmate. <laughs> he's going to be Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Clancy. Dude, he, he fucking, he punches me in the dick for no reason. <laughs> Just like walks Sorry. up. Like the other night we're re- like, we're having you know, a little father son wrestling match. It ended. Just sitting there, I'm like, all right, Max, we're done, we're done, we're done. Okay, okay. He fucking clocks up with a right hook, right on the jaw. Oh, like, <laughs> like, he straight up socked you in the jaw. So, and then I like, so I'm like a little angry now, but my wife thinks it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, you laugh every time this child assaults me. I'm like, <laughs> do you not remember literally six hours after I had my shoulder surgery? And he comes bombing down the hallway where I'm laying on the couch. And our couch, like, the end of our couch meets the end of the wall. It's like, coming down the hallway, the couch is right there. Oh, Jesus. Two-hand two open slap right on my shoulder that uh, I just had operated on 12 hours ago. Uh, dude. And he's still hey, alive? That's impressive. Dude, like, his wife is laughing because she's cause living vicariously through him. Yeah. <laughs> Go forth, young one. Do my bidding. So true, Meryl. So true. They go over and hit daddy and pretend, but it's really hated because he would golf yeah. today. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of golf, man, I played Sunday. Oh, how was I it? Was, I was fucking striping the ball. Nice. Dead center down the middle. We, I, I played in that Curry tournament. How'd that go? Oh, and, oh, and, uh, John Lounsbury blew me off on Thursday. That son of a bitch. Oh, what an asshole. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, like the what? tournament? Like you didn't yeah. show no, up? No, no, no. We were we had we had an, an additional golf date the night before the uh the the curry golf tournament. But it was the 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 tournament was awesome, man. Those like that pro uh, um uh Aruzioni is just, you know, Vinny's such a good guy and um they've they've got a good coach over there and they got some really good kids this season and there's so many great alumni from this area that you know that i'm sure most of you guys all know and um but it was uh it was quite the adventure of my 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 good buddy gus labelle he almost made it three holes and then from there it was a crap shoot so uh, but <laughs> but i was i was feeling it and i got i got Fucked out of the longest drive again this year. Should have won it last year. Lounsbury's yeah. at the at the last two uh, seemingly outdrove me, but um, no, it was a fun. But I for next week, boys, I got a name for you. I want you to do a little homework. Michael, Michael Misa. I think What's I'm. I think I'm saying that name right. Michael Misa, 07 kid, special exemption. We've got another Connor Bedard coming through the pipeline. It's going to be playing for Saginaw this year in the OHL. Put that Ooh. name in the group chat because I, I'm i not going to remember that. Okay. I'm, I'm doing it. How do you do the group chat? Oh, the, right. the, the regular, no, the regular like text the, chain. On like the phone, like the cell oh. phone. All right. You know, the, the super secret squirrel group. You know the one that we don't tell anybody about. Oh, man, I've said too much. Guys, by the way, that guys. was a nice uh, that was a nice shout out, Heath, to uh, Kevin Joyce. God rest his soul. What a yeah, good guy! Man. Yeah, good hockey guy, and uh, you know, gone way too soon, man. He was a good oh. shit, and we all miss him. And uh, he's a beast too. I he's in great shape too. Unbelievable shape. I mean, I, I was I was I was pretty in good shape at that time when we were going to the. You know, he was my he was kind of my gym partner for fucking a while. 
and he was a fucking, you know, he's a good 10 years older than me. He was a fucking beast. Um, but you know, he was, dude, he was such a fucking good person and he was such a giving guy. He did a ton of charity work. Yeah. Um, you know, he just, he fuck, he was just one of those guys that everybody kind of knew him in some sort of fashion and, um, you know, just really sad. And his, his wife, Kathy is a, just a sweetheart and his daughters are, I think one's graduated Curry now and, um, the other one's at Stonehill playing volleyball. So, um, yeah, it's kind of sad, you know, but that's how I started playing in that tournament through him. So, and I kind of like going back every year, just kind of, you know, keep the memory going. And we did do a charity thing for him for the year after he passed and then it just kind of gone away. So I think I want to try to get that up and running again. And, um, cause we, we did him and I put together a couple of really good events where we raised a lot of money for just kids in need in the South shore area, you know, nothing like large scale, but you know, we had some, we had a, we had two really good events and raised a fucking good amount of money. And so hopefully we can kind of get that up and running and back in the mix again. And so I think I kind of need that too in my life. So it's all about giving back to the community. It sounds like uh, it's exactly what it's, uh, what you guys did. And we should lift that up and keep it going. No doubt about it. And mm-hmm. I did want yeah. to say real quick before we uh, continue on to uh, this Saturday, September the 17th, if anyone is looking to get out on the golf course one more time before the season's almost up, uh, Pembroke Country Club, Prom Angels, holding their golf classic. It's going to be a wild one, boys. And Gordy, you just mentioned about the longest uh, drive, the putt contest. They're having it all, man. And there's going to be celebrities there. There's going to be raffles, auctions. They're talking about maybe giving me a golf cart and a microphone. God help us all. And like- uh, that could really be something. But if anybody wants to find out more information on that, uh, registration starts at about 11 a.m. with a shotgun start at 1. And you can go online to promangels.org to pre-register and get your spot. They're also doing a really cool thing. It's a fire ladder golf ball drop. And uh, literally, they're selling the golf balls $100 a piece. You can buy them all throughout Whitman at a couple of different places. Actually, uh, Hanover. I'm doing this off the top of my head here, by the way, folks. Uh, Broadway Barber Lounge. Uh, Anthony over there is a great guy. He's selling those tickets. Chapin Sheds in Whitman. And also Refined Real Estate with Miss uh, Brittany Covello. So uh, all those great locations, you can find those. But they're literally going to drop a bag of golf balls from the top of a fully extended fire ladder. The Pembroke Fire Department has been nice enough to uh, bring the rig down specifically just to do that. Um, Good friend of mine, Kevin McKenna, has been running it. And uh, the money is all going to be used for uh, kids with uh, disabilities. And basically the money is going to be used to give them the opportunity to have those parties, those atmospheres where they don't have to worry about being – you know, singled out for whatever reason. It's a safe inclusion place. And honestly, everybody with a developmental disability should still be given the opportunity to participate and have fun and not worry about it, you know? And that's exactly what it does. All that money goes just for that. So, Gordo, I don't know if you want to uh, bring the golf clubs. You know, I'll hook you up with Kevin. I'm sure you guys can uh, make some golf ball magic. And Clance, you're welcome too. I would love to, but unfortunately, youth soccer starts on Saturday morning, so... Is it this Saturday, Ben? It's this Saturday, yep, this Saturday. And then on Sunday, we have the Cops and Rodders car show at Nantasket Beach. They're shutting down the strip, boys. 
Now that's something, if you're available, you should come on down and join me because I'll have a table there and everything. If they got a 67 Ooh. Chevelle cruising around, I will be there. Bro, they, pro <laughs> they probably have four of them, honestly. Such a great event. And all that money is being raised for cops for kids with cancer. So a great weekend coming up here in New England. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if you want more information on any of them, you can go to WMEXBoston.com and click on Live Events. Boys, that's it for us this time around. We're going to jump ship hold here. On. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to jump ship after Clance and this breaking Guys, news. It just popped up on my phone that P.K. Subban to leave the NHL, according to reporters. Yeah, heard that. Wow. Wow. Says that P.K. Subban has opportunities outside of hockey and may elect not to sign an NHL, NHL deal right away. And it says it really looks like P.K. Subban, P.K. will retire from the NHL and start living life as an entertainer. Might as well. Might as wow, well. well. Boom! Yeah. Mic drop, bitches. I had a feeling that was that something like that might happen. So technically, PK Subban to Vegas now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a signing to me. All right, oh, that's great. that is breaking news. Thank you for that update, Clance. Folks, it's ten forty at night. We're going to bed. You should go too. Right here on WMEX, we'll save a place for you. Have a good night, boys. Thank you very much. And as is tradition, let's. Go, Go bees. bees. My God, we did it. Have a good night, everybody.